Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. I wanted to read uh, something from this Twitter account that is really phenomenal. It's a guy who used to work in the Eagles front office, I think partially at least while Reed was there. Uh, it's at the Honest NFL, and, and he's like a former direct, he's, he stayed anonymous on online, but we know he's like a former director of personnel, whether it's pro, college, something within the Eagles front office uh, and uh, knows Andy Reid's philosophies very well. And he does all kinds of charts. He actually tweeted out that he's like sorted some game film on uh, the Chiefs offense, which is super helpful. If you want to go back and look at some of that stuff, it's on his account. But he tweeted out this thing the other day to kind of supplement exactly what you just said, the Andy Reid pass game methodology. And he's got notes on formation usage, alignment usage, and motion usage. I'll start with formation. One of the main things to understand about exploiting coverages is that defenses are defending the specific formation that an offense presents them. That's how they structure themselves, and it's the main focus uh, of their communication. With that in mind, knowing how using specific formation structures on offense will affect a coverage is the primary function of why a formation is used. Their calls are generally for balanced formations in their default setting and require further communication and calibration to adjust to certain looks. Those looks include three by one trips, tray, three by two empty, four by one, et cetera. Uh, Utilizing those looks inherently requires defenders to adjust. And that is the first step to making things work for you. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of word jargon there, but the kind of the, what you were talking about of like, yeah, is, is Terry going to wind up with a corner on him more than Travis Kelsey would if they all lined up at the same places? Yes. But there's also disadvantages to that for the defense. So how can you exploit that? Okay, they've decided they're going to shadow Terry with their number one corner wherever. Okay, well, we'll line him up in the slot and we'll run the ball. And, and so, you know, all so of a sudden you, we kick him there. Or you can't adjust and you get the matchup of Terry on a safety or a linebacker. So there's just like certain things before you even talk about the motions and, and the shifts and um, personnel usage and whatever. Just by sheer alignment, you are going to guarantee that the defense does certain things. And that knowledge is powerful. Yeah, so here's two examples that support that. So there's a short-guarded situation in the San Francisco game where Travis Kelsey's lined up out wide, and the two receivers are in a kind of a tight alignment inside of him. And so what they do, and this is smart by um, by the 49ers, is they match Kelsey with their number one corner, which is what Terry would get. So then all of a sudden they motion Travis Kelsey to the inside of that bunch. So it's Travis Kelsey, receiver, receiver, to the right side of the formation. And because you don't want your number one corner fitting inside, he's not used to that. 
the nickel now says I have him in man-to-man coverage. So now the third guy, the inside guy, who's your nickel, your worst coverage player, now is in man-to-man on Travis Kelsey just from a motion, right? So then they're able to run a pick play. Travis Kelsey's going to be wide open to the flat. They made them switch coverage responsibilities. He's open to the flat. It's like a 40-yard gain. That's a simple thing, right? That's an easy thing. Just mess with their rules, make them misalign, change the coverage responsibilities. Excellent. Another thing they do is they get the four by one quite a bit. So they have four receivers to the left. So they motion to a trips look like you're talking about to the left. They have the running back offset to the left. So that's technically a four by one. The San Francisco 49ers in cover three, they that middle linebacker has to push to the four-man side, right? So the slant to the backside is wide open because they have no hook player. The hook player is the safety now rotating from the top. And Andy Reid, when you watch him, does an absolutely fantastic job of putting these people in binds based on coverage rules. Like Travis Kelsey catches this little five-yard sit probably four times a game. So they line up in a four-by-one. They put um, Tyree Kill in the outside or, or whoever it is. Tyree Kill, their fast receiver, right outside of him. They know that the backside will has to push to Travis Kelsey all the way across the formation. So Travis Kelsey just runs up, sits down. The mic has to bypass him because he's got to undercut anything Tyree Kill's doing. And there's a huge throwing window for the best receiving tight end in the NFL. And that is just taking formational, your, your ability to cultivate a formation and putting them in a bind defensively. So I think that that, that that shows up every single play. You know what I mean? In addition to some other really cool stuff that they do, which we can talk about in a minute. But right. in terms of your point about formations, like it's all over the tape. Right. Okay. So then we got the alignment usage and motion usage bullets here mm-hmm. uh, from, again, this former front office guy you worked with, Reed. Uh, within those previously mentioned formations, utilizing alignments in another way to further require coverages to communicate in order to recalibrate. Bunches stacks and condensed looks force the defense to adjust to the offense in a variety of ways. They can provide receivers with advantageous leverage, free releases into the pattern, and provide coverage indicators based on the alignments and technique of the defenders that allow the offense the ability to get the right get to the right play or get to the the ball to the right player. And like we talk about stuff with a young quarterback, that's really important. Like how much information can you give the quarterback before the snap? And so you know, these little things of, you know, hey, we see this guy traveling with the motion or, you know, obviously the, the famous example with the enemy now is in the Super Bowl. They saw on tape that uh, not, they could get not only information in terms of, hey, they're going to travel and then do the rock and roll coverage where they, uh, you know, the receiver comes across corner, follows halfway, then actually winds up to go back and play safety and the backside safety is going to come down and pick him up to make sure that 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 he's not out leveraged on a jet sweep. Well, if we get halfway across and stop, that corner's already like, I got to get back to safety, go back the other way, and now now there's wide open space. And you know they scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl on that, and that's something that Biennemi saw on tape. So it's not just getting leverages and getting matchups, but it's like, can you use what the defense is going to do against them? based off the motion, based off the confusion that it can cause. Uh, and, you know, some of that is obviously alignment-based. Then on the motion, just to wrap this up real quick, it says within those formations and alignments, the use of pre-snap motion is the final cog that forces defenders to communicate even further to properly recalibrate the coverage to match the final formation. Motion allows an offense to start off in one look, then snap the ball on another while the coverage works to adjust. You can motion into those previously discussed formations and alignments so that the coverage has to be totally on the same page to defend it 
by having automatic mechanisms built in or by communicating right before the snap. Both make their job much more difficult. Motioning to change the formation strength, get to stack bunch looks, create free releases, give your receivers advantageous leverage off the line, or to get a coverage indicator are all ways in which the offense simultaneously makes their jobs easier and the defense's job harder. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there was a, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but there was a play where they ran like a jet sweep to the right, you know, and the safety, cause you're changing strength, you're changing passing strength. So he's like in the middle of a check, you know what I mean? And they hand the ball off to the, to the, to the, to the jet guy. So because he's like probably three steps late to the run to fitting the run, the linebacker. So basically like what they did is they run like this kind of jet sweep, which everybody runs. So the tight end releases for number one, there is the, no, excuse me, the receiver blocks number one, the tight end releases for number two, and then the offensive lineman who's kind of uncovered releases for the safety. And so the fourth player in that is the safety, this guy who's making the check, he has to make the tackle. And he doesn't make the tackle and they run for a touchdown because of kind of this motion post snap shift. And again, I think this also speaks to something that I'd like to talk about is that Andy Reid and this offense, they ran the same formation. They ran the same run two plays before. And they said, hey, look, they're not they're having a slow time with the check. There's three over four guys on the backside. If we hand this ball off, they're going to be short. And they did it again two plays later. And they even ran a different coverage, San Francisco, but the result was the same. So I think that's really cool when coordinators kind of say, this is what their response is to this play. Let's give them this counter off of it that they can't cover because of how they're playing this first look. So I think that there's a ton of stuff that they do really well. I mean, it's it's all high level. Like, it's the best offense in football, damn near, for the last couple of years. Andy Reid, Mahomes, offensive line, skill position players, everything is very, very dynamic there. Just about whether I, – I, I think that that, philo- that philosophical element is so valuable here because it does, like you're saying, create easier throws, easier looks, easier opportunities for the quarterback now – at some point, you just got to get back there and play football, which you see Patrick Mahomes do, like I said, five to ten times a game. Right. But that, that'll be really interesting, too, because I think the offense is still better, right? It's still better with without that elevation. But that's what makes that takes them from like a top 20 offense, top 15 offense to a top five offense is Patrick Mahomes, his ability to kind of do that special stuff because it extends drives. It finds big plays. It elevates the whole group. So I think that's an important thing to acknowledge here as well. Yeah, and then the question is, like, can Howell and anybody else on that offense handle the verbiage that goes with all of that? You know, yeah. calling calling motions and shifts and all this kinds of stuff is harder than, like, all right, double right, you know, yeah. 19 Wanda. Well, and it, it, it's hard for everybody. It's hard for everybody to, to, to know because it does change your rules. Like, let's say we're running – just as a basic example, we're in a two-by-two, two, right? And the adjuster to the left is running running to the right. So as he runs to the right, now we're in a three-by-one passing set, right? So as he's coming, I need to know it's the tight end who's the innermost guy that my route is changing as he's coming to the side, right? He might be running a flat, as and I had the flat usually, right? Because essentially we're getting to like a bunch or a three-by-one. So 
everybody's kind of going to be on their P's and Q's and understand how these variations affect the outcome. I think that's something that is, um, that's very important too. It's, there is an intellectual load, but that's the thing about the enemy that I've got a lot of respect for is it seems like when you watch the film, he's very detailed about this stuff and he, you know, say what you want about how he talks to players, you know, LaShawn McCoy has been saying all sorts of crazy stuff about him, but he is going to hold you to a very high standard. He's going to make it very, very clear as to what his expectation is and what he wants on a specific play. Yeah. uh, And I want to get to that as kind of the final, final piece here. Um, But I, I do think that it's worth pointing out that, the offense knows that's coming. Like you can say like, oh, my route would be this in two by two and we start there and we motion. Like, you know, the motion's coming. So it's like, you know, by the time the ball is snapped, I'm running the three by one version of this. And you know that because you got told to play in the huddle. The defense has to make that adjustment and they might might be all over the concept in their head and be like, oh, based off situation, they like to run this thing. And all right, they're in two by two, tight end's going to be here. I'm all over this route. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh God, he's running not where I thought, Oh, there was a motion guy. Like they have to do all that thinking in real time without the heads up that the offense has. And that's why that stuff. And and I really loved that line. Uh, And the thing I just read of like the offense can use Mm. formations, alignments, motions to make their jobs easier while making the defense's job harder. And the enemy is so good at that. Obviously with uh, in that Andy Reid system, but he is someone who has been in that system for a long time. And yeah. he, he's talked about in interviews before. I read a really great profile by Dan Pompey in The Athletic. That was from 2020, but read it over the weekend. Um, and he talked about, or Biennemi talked about how if he becomes a head coach one day, like he has things that he thinks about offense and, and you know has concepts and has philosophies that he wants to implement. But he's learned so much. And obviously his offense would look very similar because it's worked and and he's had the great fortune of working for Andy Reid. So it's taking these things that he knows and, and then obviously teaching and implementing them to the players. And that gets to that final piece. 